0: This evening, we'll look into Matthew's Gospel, the 19th chapter. And I'll read verses 27 through 30. Matthew chapter 19, beginning with verse 27. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And every one that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Peter here was asking a question on behalf of all of the disciples, following the exchange the Lord had just had with a a rich young man. That young man had come to Jesus, asking him what he could do to inherit eternal life. And the Lord, in the end, told him that he needed to go and sell all that he had to give it to the poor, that he would have treasure in heaven, and then to come and to follow the Lord. The young man, when he heard that, he went away sorrowful because he had great possessions To this, the Lord told his disciples that it is very hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. He said it was easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle. And when they heard that, it says they were exceedingly amazed. And they said, who then can be saved? Well, the Lord let him know with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So then thinking on this on behalf of the group, Peter asked the question. He just heard that the Lord offered that young man treasure in heaven and eternal life. So he asked, what shall we have therefore? You know, all of us have within us a fairness meter. So he was looking at the situation. This guy was unwilling to forsake all. They told the Lord, we have forsaken all. Maybe we didn't have the great riches he had, but, but let's be fair. What what do we get out of this? The, the Lord didn't scold Peter, the disciples, for that question. He let them know that they would sit beside him on thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel, that in this life they would receive a hundredfold and that they would have everlasting life. I'm sure that sounded good to them. But then he ended with a twist. He said that, The first shall be last and the last shall be first. Well, that begins to run across the the grain of fairness. And then in chapter 20, Matthew records a parable that only he records. It's the parable of the hired laborers. And it's interesting to note as I Reviewed this parable, even many commentators kind of, in essence, said they didn't like it. In essence, because it, it it kind of rubs us the wrong way. Again, we have that fairness meter in us. We raised three kids, so we often heard in our house, "It's not fair." They they, they wanted things to be equal among them. Abraham Lincoln was once walking his two boys down a street and they were grumbling and complaining. They were very unhappy. And as he passed a, a neighbor, the man said, what's the matter with your boys, Abe? And he replied, what's the matter with my boys is what's the matter with this world? I have three chestnuts in my hand and each of them want two. Well, we like things to be fair. And so this parable was something to challenge his disciples in what they were asking. So he said the kingdom of heaven is like to a man that was a householder. This was a a landowner, somebody that had Property and had an operation going there, in this case, a vineyard. And he went out in the morning to hire laborers. So this would have been the harvest time. In that day, when you needed laborers, you'd go to a marketplace early, early in the morning, and you would hire laborers to go and to work for you. And that's what this man did. So he found some laborers and agreed with them for a penny a day. Doesn't sound like much, but that's a denarius, which was a full day's wage at that time. And so at six in the morning, they began to work in his vineyard. Well, then we find in this parable that this same man went back to the marketplace. It says at the third hour and the sixth hour and the ninth hour. So that would have been at nine in the morning and at noon And at 3 p.m., and each time he found uh, other laborers there not doing anything, and he said, come on, go and work in my vineyard. Well, they didn't negotiate with him because he said, whatsoever is right, that's what you'll receive. And so they just went to work. No negotiations. He invited them to work. And they took that opportunity and they went. And then finally, it says at the 11th hour, he went out and he found others standing idle and not doing anything. And he said to them, why stand you here uh, all the day idle? Well, they told him, because no man hath hired us. So he said to them, well, go also into my vineyard and work and I will treat you right. I'll take care of you. And so they did that. Well, when it says even was come or 6 p.m., the Lord told his steward, that'd be the paymaster. It's time to pay the workers. But here's the thing. I want you to begin with the last. Pay them first all the way to the first. And I want you to give each one a penny or a full day's wage. Now, how do you think those first ones felt? They'd worked an hour. They got up. They knew that he was going to give them whatsoever's right. But they got a full day's wage. I'm sure they felt great. Uh, the ones that began at 3 p.m., they too, they thought this is great. Same with noon and even at 9 a.m. We didn't even have to work a full day. We got a full day's pay. But yet, when the first came, you see, they'd been watching this because they were the last to get paid. And it says they supposed that they were going to get something more. This is looking really good for us. If they're getting a full day, we're going to get something more. Well, they got a penny. They got a full day's wage. And it says when they received it, they murmured against the good man. And and they were saying among themselves, well, look, these over here, they only worked one hour. And he's made them equal to us. You know, they say uh, comparison is toxic to the soul. It really is. And this is what the Lord was trying to teach his disciples. Well, they were very disgruntled about that. Here we have borne the burden in the heat of the day. We've worked hard from early morning all the way to the 6 p.m. quitting time, 12 hours, and we just received a day's wage. Well, in essence, uh, the master, he went up to the whoever seemed to be the leader there and said, Friend, uh, what's the matter? I, I've done you no wrong. Isn't this what we agreed on? No, well, he, he couldn't say no to that. He said, Take what we agreed on. And he said, don't I have power over my own money to do with it what I like? He said, is thine eye an evil or are you envious? Are you jealous? Because I'm good. I'm gracious. I'm benevolent. And so the disciples had to hear. So the last shall be first and the first last. The key to understanding this, because it, again, it it really runs uh, cross-grain to what we're used to. We like things to be fair. But the key is in the first seven words. For the kingdom of heaven is like. Now, when you stop and think about it, what wage Do we deserve from God? Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death. There's nothing that we can do to possibly earn or, or merit the mercy of God. And the Lord was wanting his disciples to understand this. Everything that we receive at His hand, we're we're blessed to receive it. Now, there are many that look at this as the difference between the Old Testament dispensation and the New Testament, meaning that those that agreed had a contract, were like the children of Israel that had a covenant with the Lord, and went through the rigors and rituals and and the law. And the sacrifices in hopes of, of earning it were the Gentiles. We were like those that the good master just said, Come, come and labor, and, and I'll do whatsoever is right. And as every generation uh, from Christ, death upon the cross, to now, uh, when, when we receive salvation from the Lord, like those that received that full pay that day, it worked out way better than we ever thought. But think about it tonight. Now the Lord is looking out to those in the last hour. How did they feel? They they were brought in at the last hour and received a full day's wage. Others have borne the heat of the day, the burden of it. And yet the Lord is here tonight calling. If you're standing idle, if you haven't made a decision yet to serve me, come serve me. And I'll do for you what is right. that's because we we serve a, a loving, a gracious, a benevolent heavenly Father who's not willing that any would perish. no he does, he doesn't want any caught in that valley of indecision. no, he He wants us all to to come and to labor for him and receive a full inheritance. The Old Testament, it's full of those that certainly gave their life in God's service. Abraham, Samuel, Daniel, Jeremiah. They labored their entire life. And yet, there was a thief on the cross, right next to the Lord. And at first, along with the other thief, they were, they were mocking the Lord and, and saying, if you're really the Lord, come down from the cross and get us down too. But finally, the one looked at the other and said, don't you fear God? We're up here because we deserve it. But this man's done nothing amiss. And then he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Aren't you thankful for the grace and the mercy of God? We we can't merit that. You can't earn that. A whole life will not get you there. A prayer will. An honest prayer. And the Lord took that as an honest prayer. And he said, today, you shall be with me in paradise. That's the Lord that we serve. Is God fair? No. No, he's not fair. No, he wants to give us Much more than we could ever deserve. Much more than we could ever imagine. And this goes beyond salvation. You know, you don't want to fall into a trap that you think that you are going to somehow earn your deeper experience. No, it is a gift. It is a gift. You're not going to earn it. The Lord's going to give it to you. You just respond to that call. If you want to be sanctified, you just respond to the call of God. Because he wants to sanctify you. He wants you to have and enjoy that gift. He wants you to have and enjoy the gift of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to earn it. No, you're going to find it at the hands of a loving Heavenly Father who wants to give it to you. Do you want to receive it? The altars of prayer are open this evening. Be one of those that come in at the last hour. The song's 479.